This week on the Boag World Web Show, we're joined by Lee Howes to discuss impressing at the client pitch. Season 12 of the Boag World Show is sponsored by Lynda.com, Template Monster, and the fading of all my hopes and dreams. Boagworld.com, the podcast for those involved in designing, developing and running websites on a daily basis. My name's Paul Boag. Joining me is Marcus uh, Lillington. I nearly forgot your <laughs> yeah. surname. Who am I? Well, it's because you were going to call me Mar- Marcus Grandpops Lillington or something. That's what you've been calling uh, me for the last I was going to be clever, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't think of anything to be <laughs> clever with. Um, and we're also joined by Lee, whoever the hell you are. <laughs> At least you remember my first name. Remember me? We worked together once. Yeah, we haven't spoken very much recently. Yeah, it's you've like, just forgotten. You've you know, dropped him. Lee, you've I been have. dropped. Well, has he, <laughs> have I dropped him or has he dropped me? That's the question. <laughs> We're just all too busy. Is that what it is? I'm yeah. not. Actually, yeah, I'm, 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 I am massively busy. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I meant to say. Bam. Got it wrong then. <laughs> Right, so yeah, we've got to do a podcast thing. Yeah. yeah. We ought to do one of those. It's you been ages, Lee. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Very I, well. I hear you You basically, the whole of Headscape is now hanging off of, of your ability to deliver on 24 different projects simultaneously. I am working on quite a few projects and they're all kind of um, similar. <laughs> oh, that's useful. So just um, reuse. You'd, you'd think so, um, but they are different and similar, so it's yeah, the, 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 it's hard to distinguish one from another, which, which is a recipe for disaster with me. You probably shouldn't be saying that, should you? <laughs> Nobody listens to this. Oh no, that's true. I forgot. <laughs> well, I, I have I, I let you off one project today, Lee, didn't I? You have. It's it's also because all the projects have got three letters, three letter acronyms. Oh yeah, that. Got, what is it with Headscape and and acronyms? Do you all of your clients are acronyms, and they've all got F's in them, and they've all got similar sections in them, and yeah, but they're all different. No, <laughs> uh, there are people to make sure that I don't uh, mix things up. Do you, do you, is this a new kind of uh, criteria? You only take on clients that have acronyms. Is that your new specialty? I thought, I thought it had always been that way. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it has actually always been that way, hasn't it? There are yeah, a few exceptions. Yeah, we moved on from E's. There were lots of E's at one point. There was lots of F's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, like yeah. QI, we're moving through the alphabet. We'll have lots of G's yeah. soon. <laughs> Talking of uh, QI and they're moving through the alphabet, I've been thinking about the next season of the podcast because we have different seasons. and uh, So... I. I just think I want to do a season of cool stuff I've learnt recently. I'm having, I'm, I'm going through a, 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 a kind of eat, drink, read everything stage. It's really, really cool. It's like oh, thirst I, for knowledge. Is that what? Is that what it is, Paul? Well, no. Do you know? I, it, it's a gadgetry. <laughs> it's gadgetry. I've rediscovered gadgetry. the Kindle. Oh right. yeah, I love Kindle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you then you were crying about it on Facebook because it had a little scratch. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what? Amazon have been absolutely... Let me... This is is a good user experience, right? Right. So first of all, I buy this Kindle. And I've got excited about Kindle because I kind of forgot what it was like 
to read on a Kindle rather than on a screen. And, mm. you know, I kind of convinced myself, oh, it doesn't make much that, you know, that much difference, does it, really? But actually, I find I read a lot longer on a Kindle than I would ever do on a screen. And not because my eyes get tired, but just some something stop, subconsciously stops me reading on a screen after a long length of time. Anyway, that's beside the point. Oh, mm. But no, I was going to say, I'm reading a, a proper old-fashioned book at the moment, and it's really annoying me. Because the pages bend and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas I the Kindle is fantastic. I love my Kindle. There you go. Kindles are really good. Anyway, so this story of customer service. So I got a Kindle um, and I bought the... Because the, the, um, I bought the one which has special offers on. Do you, do you know the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay you less pay and less, you get yeah. an advertisement. And cheapskate, Because years ago I saw it, you know, and it was fun. But they've they've changed it now. And it was really annoying when it when it you got it, and it's like you have to do an extra swipe to get to content, and it, it annoyed me anyway. So I rang them up and said, "Oh, can I exchange this for a you know a, a one without special offers?" And they said, "Oh, don't worry, sir. We'll just turn it off for you." So they turned it off for me. Mm-hmm. How good's that? <laughs> and then, and it gets better. Then I managed to scratch the thing. Right within like a week of owning it, which I was bleating and moaning about on on Facebook and Twitter. Um, so I rang them up to see if there's anything I could do about it, whether they, you know, they would let you know you could get it replaced or repaired or whatever. And um, and they said, "Oh, we'll send you a new one." Do you, do you know what? That's been my experience of Amazon's customer service. The first slightest thing, they'll send you a new one. I oh, know. And I did over live chat, which I hadn't realised existed, but that seems to be the best way to get hold of anybody. Absolutely. Um, and straight away, we'll send you a new one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've done it about three times. And, and then, so I got the new one through, and it had the special offers enabled on it again. <laughs> so I said, so I used the live chat, like you said. You know, yeah. can I be cheeky? And they turned it off again. How cool is that? Brilliant. Because I went from thinking that Amazon was so big I'd never get through to anybody to ever help me, to discovering live chat, to thinking, oh, this is easy. This is great. Yeah, (laughs) I know what this is all about now. Yeah. This is it's Amazon, whoever is who make, making these decisions, it's just genius. They know that they have won and taken over the world if whenever you want to buy anything, you think, I'm going to yes. buy that on Amazon. Um, yeah. And you do it because you trust them. And if yeah. they can add, you trust them and they've got excellent customer service, that's it. They have total world domination. Because nobody and really trusts Apple anymore, do they? They're, sort of like they're, they're a bit kind of underhand. So people yeah, end up Apple buying. are losing it, but Amazon seem to be building it. If yeah. anything. so genius. I know, and I do. I even pay more now to buy something yeah. on Amazon because I know I'll get it next day, and I know if for some reason I don't like it or there's a problem with it, they'll they'll exchange it with no hassle whatsoever. Amazon yeah. Prime that's too much the last money, thing they. Sorry, go so- on, Lee. I was just going to say, because that's, that's the last thing they had to tackle. If you get it from a local shop, you know, you can always take it back. But if you can just live chat and they'll send you a new one yeah. and pick up the old one, that's even easier than going to the shop and mm. getting it and replacing it. So they've, they've, they've cracked the final barrier. So now we're all, we, uh, everything is just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazon. <laughs> if I can't true. buy it from Amazon, it was Ryan, Ryan Taylor that said it last Christmas. He said, if I can't buy it from Amazon, you're not getting a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that sums it up brilliantly. That's how I feel. I, don't, I think that's really sad, though. I mean, like, properly well, sad. 
what's sad is when it arrives you know, it's been sent as a gift so they've never even seen it i, I find that yeah. a bit wrong <laughs> you have no idea what you've sent to somebody it might be a piece of shit you may as well just send them send them an amazon voucher and that's right, the shittiest present better. there is See, no, I'd be really pleased with an Amazon voucher. <laughs> so would I. Moon pig card and Amazon voucher. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Easily pleased we are. Yeah. But mm. the other thing that I've discovered about the Kindle is, is connecting it with Instapaper. Because I used to use Instapaper years yeah. and years ago. Um, and, and I was like, and then Pocket came along that was better and nicer. So I moved across to Pocket. But now I've gone back to Instapaper and it's amazing. It'll read articles to you when you're in the car driving. It'll send kind of like a magazine um, to your Kindle so you can read through all of your posts. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm keeping up on everything. And I'm churning through stuff. Are they sponsoring us, Paul? No, they're not. They should do. (laughs) Damn them. What, Instapaper or Amazon? Or both? Both. (laughs) Both. I've been using readability. Am I really out of it? Oh, yeah. Nobody uses readability. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Are you living in the 1920s? <laughs> right, write it down. Instapaper. Instapaper. So, seriously, it's where you want to go now. It's where all the cool kids are. So, um, yes, so there's that. Talking of sponsors. No, Paul, you were going to say about, uh, you were going to say about what the next series is going to be. Yes. Did I not say? No, well, you no just, I did. Uh, I you said, said it's going to be whatever. Yeah, well, your latest be whatever thing. pops into my head each week. <laughs> but with, <laughs> really? with guests again. With guests, Mark, yeah. Mark. So the idea is, so we'll have a guest on every week, and and they can we we'll just talk about whatever whatever is of interest to us over the last week. It's like at the moment I'm going through a zero UI phase, right? So what's going to happen? Oh, Kier is is I'm I'm doing something important. Go away, Kier. Go away recording podcast see that'll amuse him i'll give him a smiley face to show him i'm not cross see i'm, I'm hip with the kids whenever i hear Kier is not one of the kids show. come on no he's not but it, it's really good is that you can you can be as blunt and aggressive as you want now as long as you put a, a, an emoticon after it it's true i can tell you you know can say whatever mean things i want to Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, next thing. So, yeah, like, uh, I'm into zero UI at the moment because I'm reading a book, The Best Interface is No Interface. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's talking about all the ways that, um, you know, currently at the moment we just have an app for everything, right? And he gives a great example in this book about um, that there's an app now that unlocks your car for you, right? Yeah. So, so you walk up to your car, and instead of getting out a pair, you know, set of keys, putting it in, opening the car, job done. You have to get out your phone, right? You have to swipe to unlock it. You then have to go to your home screen. Then you have to find the BMW app or whatever it is. Then you have to go and find the unlock function <laughs> and press that, and it then unlocks your car. How much more convenient is that? <laughs> well, so not having is- the keys and not having to lose the keys is an advantage of that, I guess. But then he's talking about, well, he's, he's talking about things like, why can't you just walk up to your car, put your hand on the hand, you know, on the, 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 the door handle, and it senses that someone's there. It mm. then checks to see if your smartphone, which is registered with it, is in your pocket. And if it is, opens the door. Mm. That's still a, that's still a UI form, though, isn't it? You've still got to touch it, mm. touch it. So there's an interface. Yeah, but there. it's not. But what he's saying is, is getting beyond just the screen. 
you know the idea of having to have an app for everything right and yeah. he talk, you know so things like siri would be an example it's a, a new form of ui it's really so i'm into so it's, it's all that kind of stuff whatever pop, whatever i've been reading the previous week have you seen about the disney magic bands have you heard about these no uh, yeah. well, it rings a bell like actually the parks, don't they so so they've spent like one billion refitting the whole of disney so now you wear these bands when you go in and they've got rdf chips in so it means that as you move around the the um, so so let's say you're going for a meal, you could book your meal, you know, using a, an app or a or a website or whatever else. Um, so you book the time, and then you go to the to the D- Disney restaurant. As you walk up, the the guy on the door gets a notification saying Mr. and Mrs. Jones is walking up, and so they can greet you by name. Well, it'd be wrong and then because your name's Boag. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> and then and then you can go in. This is what Paul does. He turns up with, as Mr. and Mrs. James. Yeah, well, they, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's a whole other story. <laughs> then you go in, and they say, sit wherever you want. And you go and sit. And, and they bring the food. They know where you are within the restaurant but to bring you the that's food. That's only like, you know, reg- car registration plate recognition mm. where you roll up places and they identify you and the screen says, hello, Lee. Or, yeah. And it's all there. And another person gets fired. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all about firing people. <laughs> so, but, but actually, I, I think it's really, it's a really exciting area where you don't have yeah. to kind of. It's personal ID, isn't it? So yes. you are, your car, you are wearing your number plate so they can recognize who you are and preempt everything yeah nice so there you go anyway yeah, that sounds quite sponsor? interesting yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a really good book i hide and also what's really great about him is he should be british he's not he's american <laughs> because it is the most sarcastic rude funny book it's the only time i have ever read a non-fiction book about no that's not true any time i've ever read a book about kind of my work that has made me laugh out loud he is laugh out loud funny in this book he labors the point a little bit but he's so funny doing it that it's just just brilliant you should get it it's a really good book highly recommend it and no i'm not getting sponsored by them <laughs> is it, what's what's his name uh no idea but the book is called um uh the best interface is no interface Oh, hang on, was it Golden Krishna? Yeah, that's the guy. Which is how did I name? forget his name? <laughs> that's quite quite unforgettable. I don't think it can be his real name. I, I or if it is. if it is, then his parents are the most awesome people on the planet. <laughs> Golden, oh, just, hmm. that's brilliant. I wish I was called Golden. <laughs> oh, I'd make a good Golden Golden Boag. <laughs> hey, yes. So, can I talk about sponsors? You can now. now. Oh no no no! Before I do, oh you can't surveys. Oh, have you have people completed the Boag World survey yet? You need to go to boagworld.com forward slash survey. We really want your feedback. Um, no, that's how, when you say it like that, it sounds so crap. And we really we really care about your opinions. No, I'm seriously looking to improve the newsletter and the podcast, and I want to be doing. And I, it just it feels it feels like I need to take stock of the things that I'm doing now. That what you mean to say is help me make it better. Yeah, people and, out there. Well, it's kind of now I've thrown off the shackles of Headscape. <laughs> Um, I, and I'm embracing this brave new world. I need to know the direction that I'm going with with this kind of stuff. So please fill in the survey. Boagworld.com forward slash survey. That, right, that sponsors. Tran- that translates as I want to do even less. So what do I have to do? And What's what the can minimum I, I can get I away bin? with? Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's spot on. Oh, it's know. like one of the questions I ask is how often should the newsletter come out? And if you would please Annually. answer once a year is fine. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> right, can I please do the sponsor? You can. Now? Template Monster. Right, Template Monster um, help us out with the questions each week. They help pay for the transcription that keeps the podcast accessible. Now, I've been banging on for weeks and weeks and weeks about their huge library of templates, 46,000, blah, blah, blah. But this week, I want to do something different because they have launched something that you should check out purely based on the name, right? Because it's called Monstroid. That is the coolest name for anything. It doesn't matter what it is now. You should just check it out because it's called Monstroid. So this is what they've done is they've built. Uh, this looks really good for people like me because I don't build websites anymore. It's too much like hard work. So Mon- Monstroid is basically a really kind of flexible WordPress template. It almost kind of feels a little bit like a kind of WordPress equivalent of Squarespace on steroids. Is that a thing? That can be a thing. So it's really, really flexible WordPress template. So you can manage the layout in a modular way. It's kind of drag and droppy stuff. Be great for prototyping, Lee. You'd like it for that. Yep, that went through my head. Yeah. And it's got... So it, all of this is driven by a whole chunk of different plugins. And the minute they said that, I thought, ooh, ooh, lots of plugins, ooh. You know, that's going to screw... Is that a good or... Oh, no, no, that's a bad or. That's going <laughs> to screw performance and blah, blah, blah. But you Ooh. only load the plugins you need. You don't... So as you... You know, if you don't want a certain piece of functionality, you have got all this redundant crap in there. So it, it really looks really well coded from what I'm, um, I'm reading. And even like things like the CSS, you don't have separate CSS files for each of the plugins that are installed, which drives me nuts with plugins where they load their own css file it's all kind of brought together into a single css file that's then minimized and you know it's the same with javascript and all the rest <laughs> really looks really well built um so it's been really well optimized to be to be fast it's got woocommerce woocommerce um integrated into it which if you know anything about e-commerce is one of you know is a really solid e-commerce platform um built into uh, that can be integrated into wordpress so all of that's built in if you need to do um e-commerce it's got 24 some support um, and again, they've got the kind of the whole um, instant response via live chat thing that, that Amazon have got going, which I've become a great fan of because you don't have to speak to another human being. Yeah. Which is good, isn't it? But you don't have to be in the mood. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's really good as well, you know, because let's face it, sometimes you get put through to call centers where mm. their English isn't the best, mm-hmm. but their written English is always superb. So they understand you if it's written down much better. And in addition to that, you can be much more cheeky via it. So you can say, I want this for free, when perhaps you wouldn't say that to someone's face. (laughs) Please, can I have a replacement? Yeah. So easy to type. It's easy to type. It's harder to say face to face. There's there's nothing to lose. Type it in. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) What the hell? So they've got that, which is really great. Um, and you can learn more about them at bagworld.com forward slash. Now, we got different. Usually, it's forward slash template monster. Now, if you want to know about normal template monster offerings, then use that URL. But if you want to find out about Monstroid, go to bagworld.com forward slash Monstroid, which is M-O-N-S-T-R-O-I-D. There you go. 
Sounds like something nasty, like you'd have to go and see the doctor about. I've got a bad case of monstroids. <laughs> well, I thought no, it was it kind of it kind of screamed Godzilla to me. You know, I was thinking some bad kind of you know Japanese B movie, Godzilla versus monstroid. You can, it's true. Yeah, they got a lovely logo as well, and they, their website's quite nice. It's got all the kind of ooh, let's animate things and move them in and all of that kind of stuff. Are you being paid by the minute, Paul? No. Oh, <laughs> should we move on? Long. Yeah, sorry. Have I spent too long, long on this? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Should we talk about something? Well, this is Lee's special um, su- special subject. I this is what he would resist. be doing yes. on Mastermind. Today's I've been waiting subject. for this day. Because <laughs> we're talking about winning pitches, yeah. right? Lee, you haven't the best track record in this, have you? Is it getting better? Not really. It, it's got better this year. Yes. Well, Lee was on 12 nil, weren't you, I think? Or 10 nil. <laughs> and now oh, he's on yeah. either 12 2 or 10 2 because it's had two wins. So he, he'd been to 12 pitches yeah. and never won f- one of them. Something like that. That is incredible. Some, something around there. Yeah, yeah. What do you but do? Was, no, do you kind of get to walk in the room and take a dump on the table <laughs> or something? <laughs> I. <laughs> Smack him in the face. Yeah. Website. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I just get sent to the kind of the no hopers. Don't know. Oh, I see. So it's not your fault. It's, it's, of course our, it's not uh, my fault. It's, we send them to the, you to the wrong ones. I, I don't actually know. I think it's a mixture of, um, yeah, unlikelies and, um, well, all kinds of different. Re- obviously, nothing to do with me no. ever. No. There's always a, a factor which is you know, beyond your control. Me. Yeah. So it just, you know, I looked at the list of topics for for, for this year and I thought, or you know, this season, and I Perfect. thought, if we're going to have Lee on one, it has to be this one. We can we can just laugh at Lee for an episode. <laughs> but you, your latest record, your record this year is, I was going to say 100%, I don't think it's 100%, is it? I, I would say it was three this year, actually. You had three? Oh, two, yeah. Okay. Well, two and a half. No, three. Th- Definitely three. Three out of four? See, that's better oh, than three mine. Three out of... Yeah, three out of four. Yeah. So you see, perhaps, it's, it, 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 perhaps I was always the problem, Lee. Now that I've left <laughs> Headscape, you're now a, a pitch master. You are the pitch master. Well, there is something to be said for when you go to a pitch with somebody who you kind of have expected to do all the work. <laughs> that you may not have done quite as much yourself, so you're probably not going to come across as good as you could have done. So if you're kind of left, um, not to your own devices, because I've been with Marcus and with Chris, but I've made sure I've been a lot more prepared this year. I don't think that's anything to do with anything. I just think it's been a matter of luck. But um, it does help to be properly prepared and don't rely on people. So uh, this brings us... We'll actually do a question now, 20 minutes into the show, or however far... We're nearly 30 minutes into the show! No, we're not quite, but anyway. 24. Um, So, first question. Uh, Should should we... Should you push for these kinds of face-to-face client meetings? Or, or, you know, or if the client doesn't want it, should we not bother? Marcus, do you have an opinion on Uh, this? I do. I think... I think, and as we discussed last week, uh, I think meeting with the client before you put together any kind of proposal is more useful than having a kind of official pitch. Um, 
So it depends what you mean by the question or what is meant by that question. If they mean, should you meet someone before you start working with them? Yes, absolutely. Do you have to go through a formal pitch with them? No, you don't. Because there's a lot of work normally has to go into a pitch and a lot of kind of, you know, a lot of energy goes into it. Um, so if people are willing to have a nice chat with you and then they put, they give you a, a decent brief and you respond to that and they make their decisions based on having a meet, uh, an initial meeting and the proposal, then I've got no problem with that. And I guess it depends what you mean by a pitch meeting anyway. Mm. You know, a pitch meeting could be a, you know, formal presentation in, in front of, you know, a kind of a board of... of you know assessors or it could be a chat over a coffee in starbucks it could yes much nicer (laughs) Um, those ones when you walk in the room and there's 15 people and you just think oh no i don't mind those as like it it, is moving past the my problem with kind of formal presentations is that you're not it should be a conversation it should be a discussion is what you really need, isn't it? Because that's where you build the relationship that we've talked about in previous shows. That's where you make a connection with people. If you just kind of, here's my PowerPoint presentation, and now we're going to move to slide 53. You know, it's not really. People hire people. Yeah. I can't remember who said that. Somebody said that. Someone, someone amazing. I think Joe said it last week. And it's absolutely true. Um, uh, it, they don't only hire people. If you if if you're the nicest, most get-onable with person, uh, I think I made a word up there. Um, and your and your offering is rubbish, then you're not going to win it. But um, it, you know, if if every offering is much of a muchness, then they're going to hire the people that they want to work with the most. So yeah, people hire people. Talk, talking of which, then who should we be taking to pitches? Because this is always a big one, isn't it? Me. Because yeah, you have to Lee. balance. Take Lee to pictures. <laughs> Take Lee. He's lucky. <laughs> he is now. Lucky Lee. Um, oh, I'm of the opinion that you shouldn't, because quite often you get asked to bring the team who will be working on the project along to the pitch, which in our case is usually mm-hmm. four people, sometimes five. Um, obviously not working on it all together at the same time, but... Um, yeah, but let's say there's four people involved. I think it's not the best use of your resources to be doing, to take four people away from um, working for a day. Um, and what will normally happen is two out of those four people will sit there and maybe say three words. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. So how how is the client learning anything about who they're going to be working with other than to say they exist? Um I've tried to get around this in the past by kind of, I, I always include photographs of people in proposals because that kind of makes them real. Um, and I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of suggested that people join on Skype in pitches, which has happened once or twice, although that's a bit risky because it might not work properly. Uh, but basically, I think you, you need to get a couple. Two people is ideal because then they can bounce off each other. Uh, they can take it in turns to deal with with questions and different parts of a presentation if you're giving a presentation. Um, but because I've, I've done many present presentations on my own and I always feel like I'm shortchanging people a bit. Um, yeah. some, some of which have been, been successful, some haven't, but I think two is great. And two gives you... It just kind of says to whoever, whoever it is that you're pitching to, um, we value enough to send more than one person. Um, and this is, you know, you've got 100% more personality than if it was only one of us to kind of judge us on. So I think I think two is ideal. 
I kind of, I've got sympathy mind for clients over this because it can be, you know, it's often, you know, the, the, the salesman is, is rolled out for these meetings and maybe, you know, that kind of superstar also goes along and then you don't end up working with those people. Yeah. So um, it's a difficult one because I, then I can understand the other side of it as well, which says, you know, what you, you know, the designers and developers need to be working on client work. <laughs> That's what they're kind of paid for. So it's a kind of, it's a difficult one. I think you, you want to see the primary point of contact at the meeting. That would be a big one for me. Wouldn't it be for you? That could, it depends what you call who, who that is. Well, um, the, pro, the project manager, for example. Yeah. I mean, at the, although Headscape is about to have it, uh, a new project manager, which is lovely. Um, we didn't have one for the last sort of, three or four three, four, five months, and Lee, myself, and Chris have been sharing project management. So that was easy from a pitch point of view. One of us would go. Or in, normally it was myself and Lee or Lee and Chris. Um, but I, I don't know. Is that a bit mean on project managers rolling them out every time? Sort of like you've got to go along and, and be the person to talk about creative stuff. Or, or the, I think if... Yeah. But if we're They've got to be a salesperson uh, as well, haven't they? They've got to be able to sell and mm. to get ideas and be knowledgeable. So... Um, yeah. you can't just be good at project managing because I mean I'm now kind of a bit more on the other side of the equation where I'm mentoring and working alongside clients and, and actually helping some of them write briefs and all of this kind of stuff and it's given me a bit of a different perspective on it because you know if we're saying that people buy from people if it, it, what's key to the success of a project is actually the relationships mm-hmm. you know that's what mm-hmm. makes a project work yep and you know you may come along marcus to 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 a pitch and i may think you're wonderful or i may hate you deeply but actually <laughs> that's not going to have any impact whatsoever on my project where i was so going with that is that it's been really easy for us for the last three or four months because basically but it, if, if we get some kind of inquiry in or a proposal needs writing, either I will write it or Chris writes it. And if that ends up get, going to become a pitch type thing, either myself or Chris will will go to that pitch along with somebody else from the team. Um, yeah. Which has been Lee mostly. Um, and I've been able to stand up and say, I will work on this project. I will project yeah. manage, I will be project managing this project. Lee will be doing some of the design work on the project you know the people you're meeting today will be working on the project so which is that's a really important strong thing to be able to say in a pitch situation i think i've just sort of i'm just realizing because we've got emma joining us on wednesday it's kind of like the more people you've got within the agency the harder that becomes and the more the, and the more likely it is that somebody's going to go to a pitch and they're not going to be working on it and that ain't great and i agree with what you're saying paul and I guess that's, you know, that's actually quite a nice advantage of being a smaller team. Absolutely. You know, and, and of hiring smaller teams. You know, if mm. you go with a big London agency that's got lots of different people, you probably aren't going to meet the team. And that is a bigger a bigger challenge and is a bigger issue. Um, but also, I think there's a degree where with a smaller team, even if you're not meeting the people that maybe are doing the vast majority of work on the project, because it's a small team there is a culture do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. company ethos of, yeah and so meeting marcus gives you a flavor of the entire team even if marcus isn't going to be doing the hands-on work which is quite interesting anyway mm. um there, so we talked about who should be there what about what goes into a pitch i mean do you just kind of 
is it a matter of just covering what was in the proposal or should you be doing something different that's a an interesting one two things i think that you need to consider here which is firstly i always ask people i ask them i say what would you like us to cover um and, <laughs> good idea and, yeah, which is fair, fairly yeah good idea but I'm, what I'm saying to them, I, what, uh, the second question, the second thing to add to that is where where do you think we're lacking? Uh, where do we need to provide more information in addition to what we provided in the proposal? Uh, and you'll that will give you, not only will that tell you what to present, it will also give you an idea of where you need to kind of talk up, um, you know. and Because and what I'm trying to say here is that you might be really, they might see something which you're actually really good at as a weakness because you haven't just dealt with it very well in the proposal. So it's a, yeah. it's an opportunity to really talk up something that you're good at, possibly. Um, the second thing that needs to go in, um, I've got a mind blank on and I can't remember. Oh, I, I, uh, I'll tell you what I'll add in while you're thinking of your mind blank then. is we. I am hung over to... today, by the way. That's why I've got a mind blank. Yeah, I had <laughs> f- my mate Phil's stag do on Saturday night. But it's like on Saturday night, it's now four (laughs) o'clock on Monday afternoon. I feel a bit sort of cold sweats, hot sweats. It's not nice. So, and uh, I can't think of what the next word is. Well, what I was going to say, I'll leave you to think of that in a minute. What I was going to say about it, um, you can't make the presumption everyone has read the proposal either, which is a difficult one. That's a good point. Yes, very good point. Mm. Because, again, ask them, how does everyone has yeah. everyone read the proposal i think your your point about actually having a conversation about the pitch is is a really important thing and i love the thing about weaknesses you know where do you feel it's weak I, you know i'd never thought of that i'd just presume because you always just told me what i had to go in and talk about <laughs> i had never thought about how you found that out or decided it and the other <laughs> the other thing i remember what the other thing is is do something creative. Just, I mean, it might, mm, it might yeah. be, I don't know what it might be. I mean, in the olden days, it was three different designs of a homepage. Um, we don't do that anymore. But just something that shows we get what you're, we, we understand your brief. Uh, and this is a way we might want to start dealing with that. Yeah, that's that's the difference between the pitches I've been to this year. Everyone, I've done something, whether it's um, some kind of speculative thing, which um, I think it just shows your enthusiasm for the project. You, you accept it's probably all going to be thrown away, and this isn't the right way to do things. But here's some you know, some ideas, mm. just to you know, get the ball rolling, and to, it kind of shows you, yeah, you've taken the time and you've thought about it, and you care. Mm. Although that. That also went against us in one of them because, yeah, they, they thought it was too soon to be making uh, decisions about design. So, you know, you can't win. Yeah. No. <laughs> and it, it's a, uh, that's a difficult one because, I, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of that kind of stuff. But what I am a fan of is having some ideas up my sleeve. Yeah. What, what doing something means you can stand up and start talking about design. Yeah. Design yeah. that or it might, it might be ar- relates to that. It might be information architecture. It might be, yeah, the, you know, something. a way of simplifying what they've got. Because we probably, we're, you know, what, what do you think? Give us a quick, it, yeah, or it might be just sort of um, a rundown of what, what we think is wrong superficially with the site and how we might be able to change that. And that could be one slide. 
or what what a client is doing sorry what a a competitor is doing Mm. well or what we did for another client or how what you know sites out there that we are doing innovative innovative things yes Uh, something creative basically yeah yeah. It's having that little, that thing up your sleeve that you can pull out that that makes you memorable, mm. that wasn't in the proposal, that is that little extra, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, this is a funny question, but I thought I'll include it anyway. Does your appearance matter? Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the rule it of does. Thumb- the rule of thumb, I, th- I don't know whether it was, I think it was you that came up with this. You said it to me years ago. That you want to be slightly smarter than the people in the room. Mm-hmm. How you work that out, I've never quite got to the bottom of, but you can make educated guesses, can't you? It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's right, but, I've, but because I'm older and probably a bit lazier than I used to be, I now have a, 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 a kind of, I want to be dressed in a way that no one will notice. Yeah. That's so I'm not making some kind of statement with the t-shirt I'm wearing and my ripped jeans and I'm also not kind of stiffly sat in a suit and tie I'm somewhere in between uncomfortable yeah yeah. like I'm I'm nothing and the more I'm wearing it what I'm wearing is so kind of you know irrelevant it it becomes something to the point it doesn't matter but if but it does matter there are things you can wear that, that do matter you don't want to be pigeonholed, do you? Mm. You don't want to be pigeonholed as some kind of stiff in a suit or some developer kind of T-shirt looking, Yeah, I don't know, just de- ape. Um, <laughs> just something smart, but yeah, you can blend into the background. Yeah. But, but, but then you want to be memorable as well. <laughs> Who knows? It, it's a very difficult one because cause you can go to... It's about extremes, isn't it? Mm. You can't you can't go to either extreme because you can be too smart. Mm. You know, you can look too yeah. slick. Yeah, yeah, and you can yeah you can look definitely to look too corporate. Uh, mm. And yeah. it's and particularly in the you know the sphere that that we inhabit, we're meant to be. We we're just talking about creativity. We're we're seen as creatives. We're seen as designers, and designers are meant to turn up in polo sweaters or whatever um <laughs> and not suits and ties basically that's what mm. lawyers and accountants wear so it's not appropriate wear but equally if you're you know people are normally spending a lot of money so if we all turn up you know look, looking we're making a statement in in the kind of like how casual we are that i think that can could go against you yeah yeah i agree that's all um in terms of preparation for a pitch, because yeah, I, I need to ask really you, Marcus, because mm. I never really did much preparation. <laughs> <laughs> you did it all for me. <laughs> so what what kind of preparation do you put into pitch? You t- you've already said you talk to the clients beforehand. Yes. Find out what they want. Mm-hmm. You put together a presentation normally. Yes. Yeah, and I'll use. put quite a lot of effort into that. And, and as do you, Paul. You've you've yeah, put lots of effort into presentations over the over the years because they're the kind of they're your crutch. They're the things that's the thing you lean on, and it re- yeah. and it reminds you as well. Right, I must cover this thing next. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, as we were discussing about proposals, you know, should should proposals look good? Should they be designed well? Does it matter? And I think yes, it does. Um, again, it, it won't win you the pitch if your presentation looks good, but it might lose you it. And same with the yeah. proposal. So, yes, effort goes into presentation, definitely. Anything else you do? Mm. I can't think of anything either. 
No, I suppose I suppose you could rehearse your presentation, but I've oh never, I, no, I'd I've never to put done needles that. through my eyes. <laughs> oh, I I, I would pre- I would rehearse because I I hate doing it. I would rehearse a presentation if I was giving one at a conference, but not for a pitch. No, that because it's it's a it's a chat. It's a completely yeah. different thing. And again, see, that's the other thing with 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 rehearsing a presentation. This maybe comes on to another useful tip: mm. is that you, if you've rehearsed something so many times that it becomes almost second nature. The trouble is, is you get into a flow on it. And actually, one of the things I think is really important, and I think we norm- we almost always say, is look, feel free to interrupt me. Mm. You know, and to leave gaps for people to interrupt. Actually and, ask and, people, yeah. Uh, yeah, is this making sense? Yeah. All of those kinds of things. Ooh, yeah. Because that brings us on to the next question, which is, are there any tips uh, and tricks to ensure that the client remembers you. I don't know necessarily about the remembers me bit, but one of the tips and tricks that I always do is I always ask, is this making sense? And I, you know, I ask that because I want to know the answer to it, (laughs) but I also ask it because, because you want to get people nodding and you want people to, to get agreeing with you because you know, that, that, that kind of, you know that warms them towards you and it has does humor having a bit of humor and, and empathizing as well is the other thing that i think is really important you know i often ask well how many people are you seeing today partly because i want to know how many people i'm up against but also because sometimes they say things like oh yeah we're doing eight today and you think oh for, you know and you can then go oh blooming neck that's you know you must be knackered you know that's a real lot to do and you can empathize with them and the process and the challenges they face and you know build a bit of a rapport with people yeah absolutely i certainly agree um about getting them to talk about whatever it is you've got up on screen i mean some things obviously won't be particularly relevant but we were talking earlier about doing a bit of creative get a discussion going on that because yeah. then you can kind of maybe fill in the blanks that you didn't do as part of your preparation um and then more nods and people are start saying things about when when we work together that's always yeah a good, that's, that's always, always a good, good. one yeah <laughs> um so you know you're do you actually say that no no <laughs> no, no when, when they say- do when they say it i wouldn't dream of saying that no <laughs> but uh but they do say it yeah. yeah they do some people do they get you can tell they're so ex- so kind of like into what you're saying that you can just see them thinking yeah you're the ones we want to work with you and they'll start using whens not ifs so, yeah that's always a good sign mm-hmm. And you do have to pay attention to things like body language as well. You know, I've before now seen someone sitting there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The, the quiet person at the kind of at the edge of it that's glowering and looking very uncomfortable. And I will actually say to them, you know, I will try and engage with them in some way. I won't say, what's your problem? Um, <laughs> but I will say to them, um you look unsure about this what's you know if you got a question kind of thing and i I will also i'm I'm not afraid to ask questions of them either you know to to kind of help to understand um where they're coming from and what they're thinking about and those kinds of things so i think that's that's perfectly acceptable to do um, I'm just trying to think of other random tips. Oh, I know another good one is to be willing to say you don't know and not bullshit it. Yeah, I'm bad at that. <laughs> 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 
Uh, it's, yeah. and that's a measure of your own confidence, isn't it? To be able to say no, it, it just looks stupid if you try to bullshit. Well, see, because the trouble is, is, sometimes it can be totally the right thing to do. For example, oftentimes in these meetings, there will be another kind of designer developer person in the room um, that is slightly pissed off that it's going out to tender. <laughs> Um, and it it becomes a bit of a pissing contest, basically, of them trying to ask you questions that you won't be able to answer just to prove their own worth, which I can totally understand, actually. I would probably feel equally alienated in that situation. And actually, the best thing you can do is say, hey, you really know your stuff. I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I'll go away and find out, which has got to be the default answer to I don't know is I go away and find out. Yep. Absolutely, but make sure you get back to them the same day. Yeah, yes, <laughs> as quickly really as possible. Really important because they yeah. quite often people will um, have a series of pitches, usually two or three, and then they'll sit around and meet straight afterwards. Yeah, so beware of that. And I think it gives you a credibility and honesty when you say "I don't know" as well, yeah. which I think is important to do. And and you and talking of that, I think it's okay to challenge a client as well, and not challenge it in an aggressive way. <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. Yes, but kind of that that whole thing of of well, in the brief you asked for this, and of course we could do that, and that this is how we would deliver that. So you you lay out what they're asking for, but then say you know, but have you considered maybe taking this approach instead? Um, that's fine, and that's perfectly acceptable to do. And mm. I think a face-to-face meeting is a good place to do that kind of stuff. I agree. Yeah, but but not too critical. I know for a fact we lost one because um, we we criticised something that was already in existence, which was going to carry on being used. Right. And that didn't go down well because the person who owned that was in the room and it just kind of got their back up a bit. But and it wasn't good to be honest. So therefore, it, we're better off without it, Lee. Yeah, I mean, there, there is an element of that. If you can't be yeah. honest about stuff, mm. do you really want it? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Mm. Um. So this is a good one. Some people, this kind of goes back to the de- uh, designer developer. Some people seem to be purposely confrontational in pitches. Not clients will, you know, uh, will kind of take a hard line. There's always that kind of, it's often an MD or someone very senior that's very blunt and very kind of, <laughs> how do you deal with them? Marcus, I think you should answer this because my way of dealing with them is to be blunt and confrontational back, which may be not the <laughs> best approach. Um, I, I will I will throw our experience back at them and re- and and remind them how long we've been doing whatever it is we've been what we're there to pitch for, mm. um, and you know deal with the question because they'll be confrontational with a question. Um, mm. Deal with it, but then all because I'm I do like to talk at pitches. I'll then go off on some tangent, usually about how long we've been working. You know how long how many long-term relationships we've had with our clients. Um, you know, we've got an international audience, blah, de, blah, de, blah, all of that kind of thing. So building up credibility. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think, and I'll normally say to them, if I'm feeling a li- little bit sort of cheeky, I'll say, well, yeah, it's your job to be throwing us the curveballs and all that kind of thing, Mr. CEO. Um, yeah. Just to sort of... Or Mrs. CEO. Or Mrs. CEO. Um, oh, very goodly. And... Well um, 
But just to, to just to sort of say again, that's credibility. I've been around the block. I know all this stuff, kind of thing. We we, we can be mates, but you can trust me at the same time, kind of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, how that helps a young person who's just joining, <laughs> coming into this, but I'll maybe take Paul's attitude and just be blunt back. <laughs> that's a that's a big gamble what i do and and it either is spectacularly successful or horribly inappropriate yeah, doesn't it always work does it Paul? it'll go one way or the other you'll either definitely win it or you'll definitely lose it there will be no in between <laughs> i have mellowed a bit with age just a little bit i, yeah. I avoid that now uh, yeah, reputation is always a good one. Mm. Um, you know, falling back on that kind of, you know, that kind of side of things, and and just being very matter of fact and honest about stuff as well. Yeah, and um, I suppose in the final final point in my long rambling tangent that I would normally go off on would be speak to our clients, yeah, uh, speak to other people we work with, ask the same questions to them. Yeah, and yeah, you can't get any. That that's the you know the best thing you can say back uh, to somebody who's trying to trip you up with hard questions um and to sometimes it's okay to say do you know what i don't know again or i can't think of an answer off the top of my head i would need to do some research into that you know those kinds of answers i find are quite useful sometimes because it kind of takes the wind out of people's cells they've won you know they've won in their little you know positioning battle or whatever they're doing and, and letting them win is okay sometimes um you, you know some people feel the need to be alpha male and you let them be alpha male if they need to be yep absolutely okay um, what's next yeah i i think we've kind of what do you mean what's next marcus you know what's next uh, You've got the notes in front of you, or what are you getting at? I'm, Come on, what can, <laughs> yeah, you asking were you trying to transition questions. there? What was going on? <laughs> I was wondering if are there are any more me, questions. Marcus? Aren't there any more questions? There, there are, are, are there? We've we got to the end of it. We've kind of done it, yeah. Okay, there cool. weren't as many questions this week. I think pitching's a, 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 a definite art form, but it's quite a hard one to teach. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You either you have yeah. to do twelve pitches first, and then you might win one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, no buggers ever taught me how to do. That. <laughs> just got, they're all different. They are all very different um, from big panels of you know, procurement exercises that you know everyone's ticking boxes to yeah casual chat around the table. You never know what to expect either. It's it is worth asking by, uh, who's going to be there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because then at least yeah. you know you're walking into a room of 20 people. <laughs> you need to be terrified before you walk in. <laughs> but it, and that's probably my biggest problem. Being terrified does not help. Do you, does it terrify you? It does. Right. Oh, poorly. I feel mean now. <laughs> it's, it's quite terrifying. I think it, a, a big part of it, this sounds terrible, but it's not to care too much. Yeah, and that gives you confidence. 100%. I think, yeah. yeah I mean, if you care too much, you, yeah. And also, you know, we have to win this. We've got to win it. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to, you know, be the end of yes. the business. Then that will come across and you won't, you're you not going to win it. Yeah. yeah. So desperate. You have got to be relaxed and, yeah, hmm. as far as, yeah. much as you can. Not caring isn't Every. the right word, but kind no, of like... No, it isn't quite. In, you know, it... Cool. Relax. It's that accepting. Say attitude. Confident. Yeah, it's just accepting that sometimes it isn't always going to be you. And that's the way it is. 
Yeah, and you, and and the trouble is, it, it's remembering that it's not a popularity contest. It's not a lot of people kind of the reason that they they are so nervous going into pitches is because they feel that if they fail, it's some reflection on them as a human being or their capabilities. But the truth is, there are all kinds of reasons why you won't win a piece of work, Mm. you know, that have nothing whatsoever to do with you. There could be an existing relationship there. It could be that, you know, sometimes just one person is in a bad mood in your particular pitch can throw it off. Mm. It can sometimes be one misplaced thing that you said where where in another situation it would have been fine. It, there are so many mm-hmm. tangents. I think it's almost recognising it's a situation where you're not in control and that's quite freeing once you realise that you cannot control the situation. You cannot make it work. No. You know, you can do your best, but that's as much as you can do. Yeah. Anyway. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. it is. I'm giving it. <laughs> right. Okay. Although I think, Marcus, you're probably far more successful in these things than I am. We Wet don't know pitches. about that. No, we, we, yeah. we used to be a good team. We did. Oh, it's sad, isn't it? <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> um, let's talk about sponsor before we start blubbing. Let's talk about Linda, Linda.com. Um, 3,000 on-demand video courses on business, creativity, technical skills, all of that kind of good stuff. Great place to learn new skills, like, for example, winning pitches. Um, I had a little look through, through Linda.com. Typing in pitches wasn't particularly helpful because I got a whole load of courses back about, about um, audio editing and pitch. Ah, pitching. As so in, that kind of... Yeah messed it up it was like it's, there's loads i mean there's loads of stuff on audio editing on there which is actually really useful marcus i think you could do with you know that's a bit hard watching a few of those really why well well last week's <laughs> podcast was a bit dodge wasn't it well yeah that was because of the quality of what i was given oh yeah always workman always blames his tools i, I have noticed actually that this podcast has the longest intro and outro ever yeah <laughs> It goes on forever. He's bloody annoying. Then I'll make it shorter. (laughs) Oh, I see. When Marcus... It's when Lee says it. You listen. I've been saying that to you for like... Well, since 2005. That's the problem when the audio editor did the music. (laughs) Listen to me. More. More. (laughs) Fade out? No, it won't fade out yet. Give it another 30 seconds. Yeah, Yeah, we can just turn off by the time he gets the music at the end. Doesn't matter how long it is at the end. Does it? Yeah, no, oh. the end's fine. You can go on as long as you want at fine. <laughs> yeah. But the beginning should be like a snappy kind of, you know, there are ten I, second thing. I think I've done oh, I four, maybe four, probably four, might be five different um, intros for the podcast. And I've definitely done shorter versions for at least two of them. So I can do yeah. a shorter one for this one. That's fine. It's not, it's not that short. They've never been that short. <laughs> Your definition shorter of shorter version. Yes. So anyway, there's loads of stuff about audio yes. on there. But there's also, I did find stuff, there's some great ones on pitching, actually. In, in, you know, really? Obviously, we only scratch on, on you know, the surface of stuff. Lynda.com's got loads more. It's got pitching projects um, and products to executives. So it's good whether you're in-house or external. Craft your pitch. Structure your pitch. Pitch your work. Pitching to clients. Pitching to investors. It just goes on and on. They've got so much on there. It's amazing. 
Um, and then you obviously you can watch them on demand. You pay one flat fee, pretty much like Netflix or whatever else. Um, and you can earn at your own pace and just work through the whole thing. You can get a 10 day free trial using the website address lynda.com forward slash Boag World. So check that out. And you will be uh, much more educated than you will be listening to this podcast. <laughs> so next week, re- nurturing repeat business we're talking about next week, which should be cool. Um, and we've got Jonathan Stark joining us, which okay. is cool. Because he sounds like a superhero alias because he's got the word Stark in his name. <laughs> so I'm expecting, you know, amazing things. We've had Jonathan on the show before, actually. He's really yes, good. Great guy. Uh, joke joke uh, this is from Nick Johnson Hill thank you Nick um, did you hear about the two ships that collided at sea ships that is <laughs> one was carrying red paint and the other was carrying blue paint all the sailors ended up being marooned <laughs> that's quite good Come on, that's man. not bad. That's not bad, actually. <laughs> you, you've told worse than that. It, it didn't justify anything more than the snigger, but, you know. There you oh, go. Oh, dear. Da, da, da. So there you go. Another two done, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's work this, isn't it? It, it's blooming hard work this week. God, dear. You both sound knackered. You really do. Well, it's because I, I am, Lee. I'm not I'm feeling very over, well. Ang. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. I've got no excuse to be knackered. I just, uh, I think I've got a bit of a bug, to be honest. All aches and pains. It's hard. It's hard when you get to my age. (laughs) It says two people that are older than than you. It's so late. I think. Are you older than Paul Lee? Yeah, Mm. much older. That's another thing about pitches, actually. More and more, I feel like, you know, we're a bunch of old blokes turning up. There is that. that, Yeah. And I always think perhaps, you know, somebody younger needs to go along to take the average down a bit. Because one day we're going to turn up and they're all going to be like 20. <laughs> you walk in there and think, shit. Yeah, we've got all like, going, I'm, a, I'm begging a 20-year-old for work. <laughs> yeah. What has my life Who come to? What has the world come to, yeah. And then conversely you think, but just look at the amount of experience we've got in this grey hair. Exactly. I think, <laughs> so I've even, I think I've even said that or words to that. Oh, effect. you have yeah. yeah. That is, oh, my grey hair is absolutely nothing to do with my experience and everything to do with having family. That's, well, yeah. that's the truth of it, isn't it? Until I had a kid, my, my hair was perfectly black. Actually, I think some of mine might be CSS. <laughs> no, over there! Oh, what are you doing? Anyway, there we go. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll return next week and maybe we'll have some more energy. Lee, it's so nice to have you back on the show. Thank you for <laughs> Good coming. Good to talk to you, Paul. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.